Welcome to historic downtown Troy, Ohio. Troy Main Street is proud to present 2021 Sculptures on the Square event, Taking Flight. We conducted a series of interviews with the artists involved in this year's event. We invite you to sit back and listen to these interviews as the artists talk about themselves, their artwork, and the sculptures they have on display this year in Troy. Hi, this is Timothy Wells with the Troy Main Street Sculptures in the Square Committee. We are sitting down and talking with... William III. That's the artist's name I go by. William yes. III. So tell us a little about yourself and about your sculpture. The, the sculpture that I submitted is Da Vinci's Flying Machine. He actually had two that, pe that pop in people's mind. One is the one that looks like a bird and the other one is like the helicopter. Mine is the one that looks like the bird. Uh, that is what I submitted. I'm normally a two-dimensional uh, painter by trade and a graphic designer, but uh, I like a new challenge and when this popped up I had one in 2011 at Sculptures of the Square here in Troy, so I submitted and was part of the selection this year. Great. So how big is your sculpture going to be when people are looking at it? <laughs> Uh, funny thing, people, Da Vinci never built it. <laughs> da Vinci sketched it. It was his idea. Uh, others have built it. They have determined it would not fly. Um, they speculate his wingspan would have been about 33 feet is the speculation. Uh, originally, I wrestled with whether conquering that full size or not. I did decide to do one half scale. So mine will be about 15, 16 feet wingspan. Um, I did do a 1 15th scale model out of balsa wood first. And then from there, I've used that as a template to build the bigger one. So what did you learn in building the small one that's helped you with the big one? <laughs> that balsa is easier than pine. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed both. Uh, I really wanted to believe the bigger one was going to be easier to deal with just because it was bigger and I've got big fingers. I'm kind of a larger man and uh, the, the, tiny, the, the, the little model was a little bit of a challenge. Uh, but there's been different challenges with the bigger one. I've had to honestly uh, do some more support reinforcement on the bigger one than, than I did on the, the smaller one 15th scale. I mean the 15th scale model I'll always have and love just because it was how this all started, but uh, yeah, so the big one is mostly made out of pine. Are you finding Da Vinci's plans would have, not, ignoring the flying part, <laughs> is it structurally sound or did you have to modify his design? Uh, I've actually done a lot of research and reviewed a lot of people that have tried to tackle this project. I, I do do the caveat or disclaimer that it is an interpretation. It's not 100, <laughs> because his plans are actually fractioned. Um, so it's an interpretation of his concept. It's not, it's not, I'm not going 100% by his plans by any means. Uh, and I did hear through research or read that there is an argument there was a monk that actually came up with a similar design prior to Da Vinci, um, neither which would fly. Uh, the, the plan actually has where you're going to work your feet and your hands to actually flap the wings. A human being just cannot flap the wings that fast to make it fly. You could possibly jump off a cliff and with it glide. And, and glide, uh, but uh, I wouldn't recommend that either. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't be trying that off of the... No. And mine will be a skeleton. I will not have fabric on it because that would just be tempting fate too bad. Right. Um, even my model was just the skeleton. It wasn't with the fabric. I did play with the idea of putting mesh on it, um, but I still thought that would offer more wind resistance than I really wanted to have out in the elements. So you're unique in, in this 
event and that you actually live in Troy. I do. I graduated from Troy. So tell us a little bit about your your life and career in arts in Troy. Uh, I was very fortunate growing up that I knew pretty much at an early age that that's what I was going to do. So I kind of empathized with a lot of my friends in high school and stuff and even going into college wrestling, what am I going to be when I grow up? Uh, so I knew probably by freshman or sophomore year of high school. Uh, and I ended up going to Columbus College of Art and Design. Uh, really thought I would stay in Columbus. Did not think I would ever come back to Troy um, until I had kids. And I think they put something in the water. Once you have kids, you just migrate back here. It's just the perfect place to raise kids. I guess maybe that's part of the reason I had frustrations going up because I was the kid. Uh, <laughs> but no, I loved it. I uh, played football in that, that stadium, wanted to see both my boys play football in that stadium, which I got to live that dream. They've both graduated from Troy and since graduated from college. So it's it, it's been great being back in my hometown. Um, and, and Troy is very, uh, very art appreciative, especially with like the Hainer Cultural Center, Mayflower, um, I mean, they, they are very appreciative of the arts. So it's, and I try to get involved as much as I can when there's open calls for entries at any of these locations. But you are not just an artist stuck in Troy. You have your artwork some sold across the country and the world? Most of my artwork actually leaves out the state of Ohio for some reason. Um, I, I sell a lot mostly online. Uh, once upon a time, you used to have to buy art pretty much through a gallery. Well, with the popular, uh, you know, popularity of the internet, that that has went away. You have online galleries now. You literally have online galleries, worldwide galleries that brag about being the largest online gallery and stuff. So I'm, I'm with several online galleries. I'm also licensed with several other print-on-demand type companies where they re reproduce my artwork on just about anything, which is kind of fun. I, it, I don't make a lot of money off that. It's I get a commission check from it, um, but they'll print my artwork on shower curtains, cell phone covers, pillowcases, uh, onesies. I'm trying to think of some of the Obviously, they'll print frame pictures and stuff like that, too. Um, but uh, so it's kind of interesting when you see some of those purchases. But uh, it's always exciting when uh, a piece of artwork finds a new home. And I ha I've had some great stories of some of the homes that they've ended up in and why they purchased that piece of artwork. It's always moving when it seems to find the perfect donor. Yeah. Nice. With the sculpture that's in our event, right? is it something that's been in your head all along? Or is it you read the description and you said... <laughs> well, I've always appreciated Da Vinci. Uh, I mean, that, that obviously that's... That, that I, in, in college, I did have... I forget which year in college. We did have to do a master's um, piece. And I did a fresco for Michelangelo. Um, it was only three foot by three foot by three foot, I think. Um, but it was actually plaster and stuff. So I, I like those type of chat. I mean, most people did pick the master that was easier than actual the process. But so I guess I kind of remind myself of that, you know, when we were tackling Da Vinci instead, because he, he did two dimensional stuff, too. But since this was sculptures on the square and when they said it was taking flight, that was one of the first things that popped in my head. And, and everybody iconically seems to know that um, they sometimes confuse it with the helicopter that, uh, that he also did. Right. Um, but everybody seems to know both. And then on top of that, uh, they did the part of the art where they're going to do the two-dimensional two works in the local businesses. I'll have pieces in there as well. I'll have seven pieces in the second floor at Heron's Market, and those will be uh, game birds in flight. I think you're, you're the only artist who's being represented 
in the businesses and on the sidewalks. So and you're on uh, that's that's the first I've heard that. That's interesting. And you're also on opposite ends of the town because your sculpture is down at yes. the hospital. Yes. And Heron's is down in the square. Right. Uh, I, I, um, I'm flattered by both. Uh, I've known Connor, love his market, uh, actually helped with the Art Vault Gallery that was there before Connor purchased it, turned it over, which he's done an amazing job. Um, so it's kind of ironic to be back in there um, with some artwork, and I was glad when I heard Connor chose my pieces. Uh, and then as far as Kettering goes, I was honored by them because I also have nine, nine pieces in Kettering. Uh, of paintings that are blown up and project, um, produced on metal. Uh, three on the first floor, four on the fourth floor, and then behind the reception desk is a tri-panel original um, that's mine as well. So it was flattering that I'm back with Kettering again, so I'll have a sculpture in front of the hospital. So if folks are out visiting the sculpture, they can go inside the lobby and see your... your yes, if your... you go inside the lobby behind uh, the check-in uh, is a tri a tri-panel of Wacos, uh, the, the biplane fly-in, uh, an interpretation of a smaller painting that I did. Uh, that is an original they purchased. And then back by the cafeteria on the first floor are three pieces on metal, much larger. Um, the courthouse, Eldine Bridge, and I'm trying to think the third. I'm going to get them all confused now. Anyways, on the <laughs> third floor, there's three of them by, by the cafeteria. And then on the fourth floor, there's four of them up there in the lobby up there. So. Okay. And then I also have four in the Pickle Hospital. I wish Kettering keep on building hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> so those are places people, if they're in town, can see your artwork. How right. can people who are listening to this and aren't in Troy find you and find information about you? Uh, you can go to my website, which is william3art.com. And the three is actually the number three. You don't spell it out. So it's okay. william3art.com. I do have news releases, press releases on there, and then all my artwork, both, both originals and limited edition prints and reproductions, all the links to all that's on there, uh, links to my social media. Uh, on Facebook, there is one dedication, uh, album dedication that it, you can see the Da Vinci flying machine, the process from start to, from that model all the way to the full size sculpture. Really? So, yeah, yeah. What's that one called? I'm trying to think what my face, I think it's artist William 3, I think. But if you just search William 3, uh, Troy, Ohio artist, you should probably find it. I, I probably should know that off the top of my head. but <laughs> Or you can go to my website, william3art.com, and there's a link to my Facebook okay. page. And then just click on photos. There's an album that says Da Vinci's Flying Machine. Oh, cool. Yes. What else do you want us to know about your work and yourself? <laughs> It's been a reinvention. I did uh, coming out of Columbus College of Art and Design, um, out of availability of hiring, I, I did become an art director to a screen printing firm, which I knew nothing about screen printing at the time, learned a lot, made a lot of connections in the screen printing business, which ended up moving me to owning my own screen printing business that I had for about 15 some years. Um, then my firstborn happened, we moved back to Troy. Like I said, you have kids and it's like you have to come back to, to your homeland. Maybe we're like tur turtles do that, right, don't they? Turtles and salmon and yeah, all. Yeah, there's, <laughs> so I guess we're, we're in that realm. And when we came back here, I actually ended up getting in the automotive industry as a, as, as, as a, a designer and marketer. I was building websites and ads and, um, and was really concentrating on the graphic design side of it as a freelance graphic designer. And, and then finally, uh, when I met my current wife, she really encouraged me that she said, if you could do anything for a living, what would it be? And I, I said, paint. And she said, we'll do that. And I said, well, have you ever heard the phrase starving artist? 
she said, we'll make it work. And God bless, it had happened. It, it took two or three years to really get to the grindstone and that's really starting to roll along now. So I primarily am just an artist now. I do have a few long-term clients of mine, one of them being the city of Troy and Hobart Arena um, that I still do graphics and websites for and stuff. But my, my, main, my main focus right now is painting. And you just did the sculpture just to dust off your, your skills? Well, like I said, whenever the Mayflower, Hainer, or you know anybody else around here in this area do a call for entry, I, I feel like an obligation to at least throw my hat in the ring, which I do, uh, and I have. And I've always been very pleased to be part of that process. And it's, it's a challenge, and it's, there's usually a theme or, or something along those lines, and I, and I like those challenges. And, and the, the sculpture definitely fell, <laughs> fell into that uh, category because I'm not really a sculptor by trade. And, and I've done a few in my lifetime, but I, it's a nice change in pace. Um, you were hoping to, insta to install it all in one piece. Yes, just because I feel like that's the most secure. And, and the other part of this is most of what, most of the intersect, well, all the intersection until what we're getting ready to discuss, I didn't use screws or nails. I, I actually drilled and, nail, and uh, hammered dowels, wooden dowels with glue through it. Um, for me, that was an extra challenge and it just seemed like a purist attitude. Now everybody keeps on saying, well, Da Vinci could have had access to nails. Well, they would have been not our nails they wouldn't they wouldn't have been our screws and so so i tried to stay with rope and wood uh the intersections are, are twined and so i was trying to stay with that but when i started to fathom transporting this even though it's about a mile uh i think i've come to the conclusion just in the past 24 hours that i think i'm going to have to do final assembly in front of the Kettering hospital and it will probably involve screws and bolts just because i don't know any other way I don't think I'd be doing wood dowels and glues and clamps in front of Kettering. <laughs> I, I think it's going to have to be a, a little bit, because normally when I clamp those and put the wood dowels in and stuff, I let them dry overnight. Um, that process isn't going to be part of the process there. So there and, will and, be an adjustment. And it will be bolted to the the, the base anyway. So I will have a base that will be bolted to the base supplied. The base supplied is concrete, uh, which I just recently found out the dimensions and stuff on that, that they will bolt into that. I will work with the maintenance guy from Kettering, I believe, on the install. It'll be in three pieces, four pieces. The base, the cockpit, which includes the tail, and then both wings. And hopefully, once they go together, they stay that way for the summer. <laughs> Well, that's the idea, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that is the idea. Well, thanks for your time and let you get back to your studio. Yes, I will be running back there to finish <laughs> up. Appreciate the time and appreciate anybody comes out, walks around, takes a look at it all. all right. Thanks, William. Thanks. Troy Main Street thanks you for listening to our interviews with these artists. If you would like more information about Troy Main Street or sculptures on the square, please visit TroyMainStreet.org.